iPhone. Are we there? Are we We're live? there? I love my favorite part Let's of re- my go. favorite part of re- recording a podcast is yeah. when uh, Leo just chews that bone in the background. <laughs> non-stop. I can like feel it vibrating on it my shakes feet. The like house. It shakes the floor. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, that is like, how can one dog get that aggressive with a bone? And then I realize he, he a dog. He a dog. He's he's just a dog. Like that's how it is. He do- How come there's no dogs in Westeros? That's a or are there? Have we seen any Westerosian dogs? I I don't know. Maybe in like scenes where they're like in the the shitty part, like of, in the alleys. And yeah, them. like in the alleyways, and it's like strays. But even then, I don't recall seeing a dog ever. Seen some dragons. Seen a lot of dragons. Seen a lot um, of dragons in this series. Period. Let's um, let's once again. Preface this with a spoiler alert. Yes. I'm hoping that if you're here, you listen to the first episode we did. Right. Uh, and if you listen to the first episode we did, you already got the spoiler alert. But right. But just so you know, we will be talking spoilers. Indeed, uh, we will. So what are we, what are we, episode five now? We technically already talked on the first one, but we're right. halfway through. We're at the halfway point. The, the first season of House of the Dragon. We figured this would be a good spot to come do a recap because... Episodes six through ten now are going to be pretty much an all, almost an all new cast. At least the the, the two female leads are going to be new. Right. I believe the the husband Rhaenyra's husband is going to be a different actor, but then you still have like you still have uh, the king Viserys. He's still going to be he's the same guy, Patty Considine or whatever his um, name is. I think <clears throat> Sir Kristen Cole was the Kristen, same actor. Kristen just Cole should aged, be the same, just a little at aged. least based off of the the little teaser we got. I think yeah. it was the same guy. And I'm not sure how far the jump is. I think it's like ten years at least. About because it looks like because Rhaenyra has three kids, three kids at that point. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Yeah, we uh, we're about to make a pretty big jump, but that's not what we're. That's here not for. what we're here for. We're here to talk about the first half of the season, up to the point we've gotten to. Yeah, let me let me pull up a little uh, a little Imdba page for Imdba? episode two. We'll kind of just walk through it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, this whole this is a different type of. Game of Thrones. It is. The game that they're playing is a lot different than the game in right. Game of Thrones. In Yes. This one has a lot more to do, I I suppose, less with violence and right. more with relationships, I right. guess. Whether it's yeah. actual love or if it's just political love. Or if it's convenience. Or convenience. Right. Um, so in episode two, um, that's where we see... Um, initially, the, the first marriage, I guess, proposed because obviously, um, Rhaenyra's mother has died. Right. Um, and King Viserys needs to remarry. I needs think there was to, a yeah. jump in this episode of maybe like six months. Or uh, yeah, like six months or something that. like that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, Lord Corlys Valerian mm-hmm. proposes that Viserys marries his daughter, his 13 year old daughter yeah i okay <sighs> let me let me just um though that, let's let's address that elephant in the room oh yeah um there's a lot of this kind of there's shit a lot of this like a lot of show. incest slash pedophilia yeah. which it's gross it and is like it doesn't it doesn't feel good to watch it doesn't feel like i don't enjoy yeah. it it doesn't make me comfortable but like within the confines of like historical context 
right and like the time that this is supposed to be taking place compared to like real life events it it like i it, i get why they they're doing it it makes sense but that doesn't it's gross but it's accurate that, and like that, that yeah that kind of the accuracy doesn't make it any more no any more like watchable no right like dude that scene it's tough when they're walking down the beach Viserys and the this 13 year old yeah. girl she's like i'll be a great wife to you yeah my father said you wouldn't bed me until i was 15 and i was like what the fuck yeah. is this co- like what is this conversation yeah. that i'm listening to not right a now fan. not a fan at all not a fan at all. Uh, you know what I am a fan of, though, is that the opening credits brought back the OG, the OG Game of Thrones theme song. And I, I, most most shows I watch, I skip through the opening credits because they're boring and I don't care about them. This show, though, every episode, I sit there and, just, and I get into it. And I'm like, this fuck. Dude, yes, like, get me into it, baby. Come what's on. cool is now each episode the visuals are changing based off of what's right. happened in the previous episode. Yep. So w- what we're getting now is basically like a river of blood flowing through all the different families, all the different parts of right. Westeros, all yes. that. In each episode, the path that the blood takes is changing based off of where they're at in the story. Right. But yeah, this I never skip the opening credits and i almost never skip the like previously, the previously on, on because there's yeah. so much shit going on i know so many characters to yeah. keep track of yep i actually think in a way i think that this so far has been a lot easier to track than game of thrones totally agree um and i don't know if it's i don't know if it's just scale of of story because uh-huh. game of thrones does cover it covers, it covers so a much, lot more ground. Yes. Um, so much just like by surface area alone. So so right? maybe this one is just a bit more focused, but I also right. think it does a great job of all of the characters that you need to know right. have kind of memorable moments yeah. or, or key features, yeah. key parts about them that you can't really forget. Right. I think it's partly that. I think also it's partly the, the fact that this really is just a show about the Targaryen family. Right. So you right, you, yes. You're not really worried about the Starks or the Lannisters or people on the you know, out out uh out west like the Dothraki where where, you know, a lot of Game of Thrones took place in the early season. Like you don't you're not concerned with so many more families and groups of people so much as you just are like how is what's happening to the Targaryens affecting everyone else? Right. And I think like you're you're right though, like it allows them to focus more on fewer characters, but they do such a good job of filling in that space that it doesn't feel like you're like watching a show that has less to offer, right? Right. You still are, you're getting so much amazing character development and just like very good. Like this show feels more like it should be called Game of Thrones than. Game of Thrones, especially like in the later seasons, because it right. feels like everybody you see talking to one another is in some way trying to manipulate someone else into like getting who they want on the throne in the next era of whoever leads Westeros. Well, and I think that that second episode <clears throat> is important for that because mm-hmm. um, Lord Corliss kind of making that move towards his family being on the throne. Right. And I guess his wife, is she a 
she's not a Targaryen. I or believe she is she a Targaryen. Is a tar- yeah, she was the. And that's the, the. I guess that's the familial connection. She was like the the queen that was supposed to be uh, queen. She's but, Viserys' sister, right? Yes. Or cousin? I think cousin. Okay. And like everyone thought she was going to become queen of Westeros, but then they decided on Viserys yeah. instead. But I think I think Lord Corlys offering up his daughter as a way to get mm-hmm. to the throne, right? Is that's a, a key turning point mm-hmm. or, or maybe not a turning point because I guess it happens so early on and that's, it's kind right. of just setting the course for the history of the Targaryens. It's right. all going to be about claiming the right. iron throne. And it also sets the stage for the eventual, what we're going to see in the second half of the season, right. the eventual civil war right. that between goes on. these clans that are right. technically family yeah, but they're all vying for the throne, and that's right. that's going to eventually lead to war between the Valerians, the Targaryens, mm-hmm. and then right. the High Towers. Well, it's also it's a good. I like that moment for Corlys as well because it kind of it's like his first attempt at like getting his family name back on the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. right? You get more of that in Episode Five when he again proposes that he I, he almost it's like he realizes that. Um, you know, it's not going to happen with Viserys, and that's not how he's going to get his line back on the Iron Throne. Right. So instead, he he takes it down to Rhaenyra, who Viserys is adamantly going to give the throne to once he passes, and a lot of people disagree with that. But Corlys says, you know, how about they? How about she marries my son, and he becomes the king regent, and then again, again though, you know, that's that's Corlys's attempt to play the game to get what he ultimately wants, which is his name enshrined in in hi- the history of Westeros as, you know, part of the great dynasty of, of peace and, and right. whatever in the, in the land. Um, I like how, what, five episodes in, characters kind of come in and out. Like, some characters are big, big players in some episodes, and then they're gone for two or three episodes. But then they come right back, and they're... they're you don't feel like you like lose any anything development wise from them. They still feel very impactful when they come back. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of time jumps and a lot of moments where like again people are gone for a while and and you don't see them for like what ends up being like a couple of years in sure. the timeline of the show. But when they come back, they still have an, an insane impact on the story that's unfolding in whatever episode they're in. And so far it's mostly Damon who yeah. has been coming and going. And so in the second episode we see him take on the crab feeder. Yep. Um but or the third episode, I'm sorry. But right. the third episode kind of establishes that Damon's going to do his own thing. He goes off and names himself Prince in Prince, another right of some realm. I don't know what you would yeah, call him. Some city or some whatever. Some city somewhere. He names himself Prince. He finds, I guess, not really a wife, but he right. he finds a, someone he likes to masquerade around as a wife. Yeah, as a second wife or yeah, something. And he he's pretending almost that she's his wife. He's pretending that she's pregnant because he she's not. Right. And we are learning more and more that Damon out of either impotence or just infertility. Or maybe the fact that he's um, sexually attracted to his uh, uh, niece. Correct. For any or all of the above reasons, he he will not have an heir of his own. Right. 
So right. his path to the throne is also through marriage. Correct. In the fourth episode, we see his, I, I guess fourth and somewhat into the fifth, we right. see his attempt at gaining access to the throne is through Rhaenyra. Through Rhaenyra. Whether that's through physical advances right. on her or through the prospect of marriage. Right. And then... That- what's, what's crazy about his character, like arc so far is like I thought for sure like in that moment I was like oh my god Damon and Rhaenyra like that's where they're going with this this is horrifying I can't I don't know that I would have been able to watch I I'm like no lie I think that that would have that would have kind of driven me away from the show you you get this moment though where Rhaenyra becomes almost like excited by what's what Damon is doing because she's never experienced that before and it's like this it's this weird manipulation tactic that Damon is really good at. He's very good at manipulating people into doing things maybe that they either don't want to do or that they don't realize is actually like pretty horrifying. Right. But the moment that Damon sees her liking it, like getting excited by it, it, it it's that moment where he loses control of the situation and he immediately just backs away. Like he he leaves. He's like, well, this I can't do it now because I'm no longer the person controlling the situation. Rhaenyra has just as much power here as I do now. Therefore, and I can't da- do and it he anymore. Is, he is like, by definition, a narcissist. And he oh, has yeah. to, right. it, to that point, he has to have control. And it's not even just in the way that he interacts with people. It's in the way that, you know, so we then see, I guess, we'll kind of keep moving along yeah. into episode five. <clears throat> We first of all see him murder his wife. Yes, um, and pretty gruesomely. Th- that was a that was a matter of control as well because right. I think it was Viserys brought up to him that he still has a wife, like right. he is lawfully wed. Right. He yes. Outside of the, the he has Targaryen a wife that, family. Based on the conversation they have at the beginning of the episode, she hasn't seen him in a long time, a right. very long time. Well, and, and she's like, "Oh, you're back. What are you gonna do?" And she make, like, she makes another comment about how he cannot uh, perform properly. Correct. Um, but also, based off of what I heard in the books, sounds like she. What was her name? Rhea. Yeah. Sounds like she's kind of a badass. She's yeah. like a badass hunter. She is part of whatever. I don't know the clan. <clears throat> right. But he he leaves and he comes back to to kill her and that so that scene was kind of a nod to the books because in the books there is implication that he murdered her right but it is not clearly stated it's never right right in the show you don't actually see him murder her right but all of the all of the signs point to you see everything leading up up to exactly so uh, we're gonna assume that he murdered his wife right because he didn't like the fact that he couldn't control, quote-unquote, his own destiny right. while still married to her. Now, right. he's he's the brother of the king. He could yeah. probably do whatever he wants. He, pretty much. He, does, he just didn't want that hanging over him. Right. And Viserys does give him a pretty long leash. Like, oh, Viserys accepts, longer than he should. accepts him back time and time again. And, I mean, it not to, like bash Viserys like I get it like you have a certain connection to your siblings that that's sometimes unexplainable you do things for the people you're closest to even if they're doing bad stuff because that's just that's just what brothers do that's what sisters do for each other right Right. like that's what you do for a sibling the issue is that when it's Daemon Targaryen and your specialty is 
manipulating people. Right. That long leash comes. It, 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 it almost it. It rewards your bad behavior. Right. And so that's why he keeps coming back to be an antagonist in right. this whole situation. Yeah. And whether it's something as small as like showing up to meetings or gatherings that he wasn't invited to or right. um, not standing for the queen when everybody else does. Right. He, right. He's basically trying to see how how much he can get away with. Yeah. Under his brother's rule. And so far, it's just about everything. Because yeah. Viserys scolds him when, when they find out about the whole thing that happened with Rhaenyra. Yeah. But it leads to nothing. So, right. So Damon is, is just basically being reassured that whatever he does, he'll be welcomed back into the kingdom with right. open arms. Yep. And I think that's part of what leads him to... Once again, show his creeper side, right, and try to make an advance towards um, I don't know her name, the Valerian oh, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There at at the end of at episode five, the, right? Because once again, he sees his into the throne through marriage, and I think right. he also may see, and we'll fi we'll find out how much of a role he played in the upcoming war. Right. I think he sees that conflict brewing. Yes. And he's happy to choose a side with right. the Valerians mm -hmm. because he's confident that should war occur, that will be his fastest path to the Iron Throne. To the throne, and right. And that's Is where we're going to start to see a little bit more of a you know, Game of Thrones type game right. of war and violence and deception. Yeah. It's all, it's all, yeah, it's all building up to this, this great civil war. I right. think the war was actually like in, in like the history of Westeros, the war is called like the greens versus the blacks or something like that. Uh-huh. It's the black queen Rhaenyra versus the greens, which is the high um, towers. Yeah. Which is, it, it's, it's Alicent and her Targaryen children right. against Rhaenyra. And I believe the Valerians are on obviously with Rhaenyra. Well, and there's the the final scene of episode five. <clears throat> yeah. There is a, a call to that with mm -hmm. the green because... Right, with, um, the, with uh, Allison's green dress. Allison walks in in a green dress and one yep. of the high towers, um, they all, all of the high towers stand in, in awe of her. Right. Um, but they make, a, they make a comment about how when the high towers go to war, the yeah. flame burns green. The flame burns green. And so... Right. In a, in a way, and the, it, Allison kind of had this thing brewing for a while. The, the yeah. more she learned about about Damon and about Rhaenyra and about uh, Sir Cole, right? This this has been ready to to spill over for a while. Yeah. And her walking in in that green dress is kind of her uh -huh. signaling that she is she's going to try to take control here. Like right. she is right. beginning this war. Um, and we'll we'll see how it all really right. kicks off, dude. Also, episode five, I think I think it just proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that if there is an on-screen wedding in a Game of Thrones show, it will never end well, ever, ever. There has never been an on-screen wedding where some crazy shit doesn't go down. Now, nothing will ever top <laughs> the red wedding. Correct. However, however, in Sir this Christ episode, Sir Kristen Cole. Um, when he is, uh, who, who, the, the Valyrian guy's 
lover. What's the Valerian guy's name? Um, that Rhaenyra is going to marry. Uh, Lainor. Lainor's guy goes and talks to Kristen because he realizes that Kristen Cole is in love with Rhaenyra. So he has this conversation with him basically saying like, hey, you keep our secret, we'll keep your secret. Mm-hmm. No one ever has to know. This is a marriage of convenience. We're all good to go. Like, don't say shit and I won't say shit. How about that? And uh, Kristen Cole hears that and he's like, actually, I think I'm just going to kill this motherfucker well, right now. And that was a move purely of self-preservation. Right. Because to his knowledge, the only person that knows what has gone on between him and Rhaenyra is Rhaenyra. Right. And he still, right. not only is he her sworn protector, but he also right. is in love with her and feels right. that obligation to protect her regardless. Right. So he kills uh, Joffrey. I think it was Sir Joffrey. They're both jo- yeah. knights of their realm. Right. He kills Sir Joffrey as a way to keep everyone else from finding out from the finding secrets out. And also, about him and Rhaenyra. I think part of it, too, is like he is he has resigned himself to the fact that like he is either going to die or be sent away because that's the only way he can live out the rest of his life is either to be dead or away from Rhaenyra. Right. And I think that moment is like a moment of like, you know, I can no longer have what I want. This guy doesn't deserve to have what he wants either. So how about we both just how about I take him out with a bang and then go take myself out because he was like in the end yeah. of the sh- at the end of the this the episode, you see him like walking into the like that garden the garden with that, the what are those trees called? I can't remember that have that has like the faces, the, the faces on, them. on yeah. them. He, you know, goes to the garden to kill himself and you get this moment of Allison walking out and you know stopping him part of me wonders like because the scene was the 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 scene where he murders Joffrey was it was so abrupt like it's kind of hard to like see how it was incited like the the they do a good job the directors and the cinematographers do a good job of like Concealing like what kind of incites the moment. Well, the imp- the the implication is that Damon had a hand in. Right, that Damon because did something. he right. is him and Rhaenyra at that moment are speaking. What is the language? I think it's High Valyrian. Valyrian, yeah, something like that. So they're speaking to each other at that moment. Is, is that's kind of her her time to call him out? And there had there had been that tension, although you could get a sense that she had before that time to a degree trusted him. Right. I think that that trust has finally broken and mm-hmm. we see her basically call him on his bullshit. She finally kind of sees Damon for what he is. Right. After all this, all these years of manipulation, she's finally kind of come to realize how, how bad he is, not just for her, but for the family and for like yes. the future, like piece of Westeros even to and a so degree when they're visually obscured by the crowd, right. that's when the screaming starts. Yeah. And so at first you think maybe something happened with you think one maybe, of them. Maybe Damon is trying to kill. What's his name? The, the Valerian kid. kid. Yes. That was my initial reaction was like, Oh shit. Like that's, that's what's happening right now. And then you, you get the full image of Kristen Cole just, Basically doing what That's basically an image doing. I don't want to see. Again. Basically what the mountain did to the viper in yeah. Game of Thrones. Remember that scene when he just like pushes his fingers in and explodes his. Yeah. Sc- that that moment, it will go still to me is like one of the top three like most brutal, 
just heart wrenching moments of Game of Thrones. Yeah. When that happened, I was sitting. I remember sitting in my chair, just being like, Ooh, "Okay, like I'm taking a break. Like I need a, I need a week yeah. or two to not watch this <laughs> yeah. show because I just need a break. So like, I can't, I can't take that." The hard part about this too for for Kristen Cole is that mm-hmm. he wasn't aware of the agreement that, and it seems like maybe Joffrey wasn't either. Right. They weren't aware of the agreement that Lenor and Rhaenyra made. Where right. it was basically, hey, we're going to get married because that's the political decision. Right. However, we'll both do our own thing. We'll both do our own thing. And, and our we'll, own people. And we're okay with it. We'll do like, our own people yeah. and it'll be fine. And it'll be fine. But it seems as though that wasn't communicated right. to, to Joffrey and Joffrey, Kristen. He kind of presents it to Kristen in a more hostile way. Like you get the you get the moment between between Rhaenyra and Lenor where they're very amicable about what they're presenting yeah, to each point. other. But when, when it happens to the two to the two lovers, it's a much more hostile situation. And in a way it's the same It's the same exact It's the same agreement. But it's but just it's, that it's presented in a way where it's almost like a threat it's almost more of like a threat to where on the on the other side of the coin, it's very much just like a we're totally agreeing. We we it, totally agree with. What it's we're like doing. mutually assured destruction because right. it's like if either of us, if anybody finds out about either of us, they're gonna find out about both of us, and we're both dead. And we're both yeah, we're both we're both done. Like so, that's it. yeah. And there's <laughs> also they did kind of foreshadow um, the death of Joffrey coming because after right. that conversation, as he walks by Kristen. Kristen reaches for his sword. Right. Nothing right. happens but he until used, 10 minutes later. But you yeah. you can tell. And I don't even know that he said much, if anything, in that conversation. I don't think it was more of a, just really. a proposal by Joffrey. Basically, he was just like, what do you want? Like, that was like his one line. Yes. He's like, why are you bothering me? Like, right. Get the fuck away from me. And But that's it. And I don't even think in that moment he knew no. about no, Joffrey no, no, no. and Lenor. That no. was that was the revelation, and then he was kind of like, "Oh, okay, we'll put an end to that. We'll put an end. To, we'll make sure no one knows anything ever." Right. That oh, and dude, like the the moment at the end of that that episode two of like the actual wedding, where they like they 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 cut to the lo- the extra wide shot that just pans out, and you see the blood, yes. still just on the floor of the venue, yeah. while they're like marrying each other, like. Right, pretty fucking brutal stuff. Like truly, uh, truly brutal inter, intercut stuff. Intercut with basically the the blood of the king because right. his right. his nose is bleeding. There's he's dripping blood on the uh-huh. floor. At the end, he he passes out. We, right. At the time, we assumed he died. I wish he wouldn't have. I wish they wouldn't have shown him in the preview for for the next, next episode. episode. Yeah, because the assumption was that he died. At like the he's di- like he's dying, and that was right. the end of. Of King Viserys, of Viserys which yeah. would kind of throw even bigger of a wrench into things. True. Because that would immediately make Rhaenyra queen. Right. So I kind of wish that was the direction they took. He is still alive. That would have been wild. Um, although he has seen better days based off yes. of what we, he looks, what we see in the previews. He, he looks like uh, a the Darth worse. Vader version of Anakin Skywalker. A little worse for wear. He, yeah. <laughs> not great. Not, not, not great. His, not in his best condition. I think that it's going to be really interesting also to see what comes of Prince, soon to be King Lanor, yeah, because he also kind of showed his his true colors, the right. way that he was mourning the death of Joffrey. So right. everybody there knows, kind of knows, they kind of know, they something. have an idea, right? And that I think, while it might not directly lead to you know questioning his 
his authority or his legitimacy. Right. What it's going to lead to is that became that becomes an attacking point. That becomes right. a, a weakness in the armor for yep. the the Targaryen family. Yeah. To take over as as king. Right. And the the deal <laughs> is the deal between the Valerians and the Targaryens right. is that the children of Rhaenyra and Laenor take the Valerian name until until they ascend to the Iron, to the throne, Iron throne, and then they are and Targar- they Targaryen. Targaryen. I think another another interesting thing that you you get there at the end as well is that moment where Alicent stops Sir Criston from killing himself. How like I'm so I'm very curious how she's going to be exploiting him into right. bringing down Rhaenyra. In her claim to the throne, because that has to be why, like, the only reason why Allison has any reason to stop him from doing that is because she believes she can manipulate and exploit his connection to her. And because that's going, that's going to be, like, that's her way in, because oh, yeah. she knows, and it's, it, I think it could end up being that, you know, the love interests of each of those of both Rhaenyra and Lenor, uh-huh. that's going to be their, their weakness. That's yes. how they're going yep. to be exploited because right. who knows how, how Lenor will, will necessarily be attacked, but mm-hmm. knowing that Rhaenyra and, and Sir Cole are what they are, right. That's going to be Allison's way of coming after the throne again. And yeah. she is prepared. Her father basically gave her the heads up of like, Hey, he didn't he didn't necessarily tell her that her path to the throne was through Rhaenyra. Right. But he warned her that Rhaenyra's path to the throne was Is, through her and her children. Right. And so that's going to be um that's gonna be the big the the battle within this civil war is how Allison's <clears throat> gonna choose to attack right. Rhaenyra. Right. Dude, I think overall, man, like and we said this in the beginning, like they created such good intrigue at the be, you know, in the first episode of the show. And I think they've like, to me, five episodes in, like I'm fully in- invested. Like this oh, is yeah. like, this is premier television that I have been just so excited to see. Yep. And now that it's finally back and we're like getting just consistently, you know, good, content that is full of of interesting character development and and delivers on what was promised like it's just fun to watch and i'm excited for how this second half of the series is going to go because you know i haven't really like read into the story so i don't really know what's going to happen right and it's exciting it's exciting to not really know and to know but but to know that like after these first five episodes you get the feeling that like these creators are fully invested in giving you a show that lives up to the expectation that its predecessor created. And that to me is just, is sweet. And I love, and uh, obviously we've mentioned this multiple times. I just love these new, I I think that they're doing the spinoff right. Like this is, this is the correct way to do it. And still having that source material from from George R. R. Martin. Right. I, I think they really like they can't go wrong. Um right. the, the rumors that I've heard is that they've already greenlit a second season. Um and also we have the Jon Snow series coming right probably early next year. Probably. Yeah. Um 
if if they keep on this path that they're on, I'm I'm really excited to see what HBO comes up with because Me so too, far they have kind of they've recaptured the excitement of of right. Game of Thrones right. and i think that they've drawn everybody back in and they've brought yeah. in new fans and what excites me too is i feel like this the second season's going to be a wholly different story right like it seems like this story's going to wrap up in a season right like and then after that and it may maybe even be new new characters most likely characters. a new season will follow the children of whoever sits the throne at right. the end of this right. season whoever whoever actually comes out on top after the civil war and and that's what's so interesting to me too is it doesn't have to be Rhaenyra right like she right. she's obviously like she is the main protagonist of the story and right. she's in a way who we're rooting for but this series could end with the high towers on the throne or a right. Valerian on the throne and and, and, and we still have dead? so and we maybe and we still have so much history to cover right. in in the lead up to Game of Thrones we right. have you know 200 years worth to right. to get through before yeah. before the mad king right so the show is almost like anthologizing the history of tar the Targaryens because you kind of realize that like each new season is probably going to be totally different people in a totally different time period right but all leading up to i think what it seems like all leading up to the mad king right and that reign of terror that 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 sets you up for game of thrones so i don't know we have we have a lot of ground to cover still but yeah. i think also there there's really no limits right. to I mean, we're only halfway to the done. path they can take to get there because we are the, only halfway there. Right, we're halfway there, and yep. the, and the source material is so so vague and so broad mm -hmm. that they can create a story however they want as long as they're hitting kind of the key points. Right, and also that's going to allow them to keep their fan base because nobody's going to be necessarily questioning <clears throat> their creative decisions. Right, right. Um. All right, dude. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. We will. Uh, We'll check back in in five weeks. Five weeks, baby. Um, once this whole thing is wrapped up. It's and we, fully wrapped up. And we up. know who sits the throne. Right. Um, until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We love you all. We appreciate uh, you all. Go check out House of the Dragon. Do it. If you're you Game will. of Thrones. Actually, even if you're not. Even right. if you don't know Game of Thrones, this is... Right. You'll still enjoy it. You will. And then also check us out everywhere yes. that you check us out. You yeah, know, baby. Uh, we are Front Row Podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Literally yep. anywhere. Quite literally anywhere. If you find somewhere that we're not that you listen to podcasts, please tell us tell because us. I don't believe you. And one, I don't believe you, and two, we will get it on there. We'll get it on there, so exactly. you can you can enjoy our material and not have to download another app that you don't have. Even though if you're listening to some obscure app. Um, get a normal one, you weirdo. Be a normal guy. Be a regular guy. Um, Eat a fucking Snickers. And then uh, we're front row seats. We're on, on, we're uh, on social media, Facebook and Inst Inst Instagram. Still not on Twitter because uh, we both pretty much hate everything. But about you Twitter. can email us. You can email us at front underscore row. No, no, front row media one. <laughs> I never know. Front row media one at gmail.com. 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 Send us a message on Facebook. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Yes. Um, give us some recommendations. We're always happy to we check are out new stuff. always happy to check out um, things we've never seen before. And I know we're a little bit behind. We have a few. We actually have a lot of stuff still that we got to yeah. catch up on. Right. Uh, if you give us recommendations, we might not get to it right away, but we will right. get to it because inevitably will. there will be a down period yes. where we don't have stuff to talk about. Right. So always. We will keep... Uh, 
pumping out that content. Yes, and we will. And you just keep liking, subscribing, listening, and reviewing. We appreciate you it. You do your job. We'll do ours. We'll do ours. How okay. about that? How about that? All right. We'll see you guys next Adios, time. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye.